Uh, welcome to the Parliament Podcast, sponsored by Radical Grove and Huga. Huga co-working here on J Street. To my right, I got Tomato Slice. In front of me, filling in for Derek's lazy ass, we got Manny the Young Boy. Yep. And the special guest coming in, hot off the press, Nick Alice Quigley. Hello, hello. A.K.A. Nick the Printer. A.K.A. The T-shirt guy. The T-shirt guy. <laughs> Did you do screen printing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got a whole Man. thing. What, what's the name of the company? So it's uh, Made to Make It. Made to Make stuff, It. Yeah. Made to Make It. He prints. Uh, he actually prints all the Radical Growth shit and a lot of other people. Uh, I met Nick at Vault. Uh, he was a bar back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe even Bubble. I don't know. May have been Bubble. But yeah. Uh, where, were you, where were you born? Um, Buffalo, New York. Actually. Buffalo, Niagara Falls, technically. But born, grew up in Buffalo. But you've been to Niagara Falls. Yeah, oh, I've yeah. never been to Niagara Falls. I want to get in Niagara Falls. Get closer to your microphone, man. Turn up. Up in here. Yeah, Let's there go. you go. Turn up, dog. No, turn up, man. <laughs> this shit going, man. You better wake the fuck up, dog. Uh, so you're born in Niagara Falls, Buffalo. Yes, sir. What was that like growing up? Cold. Cold as a motherfucker. <laughs> Very cold. How much snow y'all get up there? Man, it was a lot. I mean, we ended up moving when I was seven down here to Charlotte. But um, I do remember days when we were going to clock like school waiting for the school bus and there'd be six feet of snow out there and, it, <laughs> and there would still be school buses out there with chains going to school so, y'all, so it was, you gotta like wake up and shovel yeah oh yeah you that's like my ground. wife my wife yeah. wants to move to boston because mm. she goes up there and visits and like it's beautiful and everything i'm like you, you i'm like summertime. i'm sure you do want to move it there because when there's six feet of fucking snow on the ground you're gonna be like can you go shoveling in your driveway I'm like, God. Get a heated yeah. driveway or snow blow. Oh, yeah, of course. Just a heated yeah, driveway. Yeah, I just want to know. Get a fucking flamethrower. <laughs> but then it would melt and freeze. Yeah, well, it's I, like it's 70 here, and I got buddies blowing. out there. That it's literally pouring down snow up there in upstate New York. That yeah. sucks, mm-hmm. asshole. Yeah, I wouldn't want it. All right, so uh, you you moved down here. What side of town you grew up? Um, Concord, actually. Concord? Yeah. What would you do out there? Uh, well, I mean, I was young, so uh-huh. it was mainly, you know, school. Went was, out northwest. Was you an athlete? Played basketball, yeah. Basketball? Yeah, yeah we uh, all the way middle school, high school, varsity four years, and played a little bit of college, D2. I didn't know that. I'm guessing yeah. he's tall. Where, where, yeah. Where'd you go to high school? Where'd you go to college? Um, so originally, uh, I got a scholarship to Pfeiffer right out the gate. No shit. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of five-on-five, five, up and down. It was like the fastest show in basketball at that time. Um, coach Davis was the coach at that time, and uh, – they basically averaged about 130 points a game. So it was 15 guys, five, three sets of five. You're in there two minutes, up and down the floor, jacking threes, pressing the whole game. Yeah. It was uh, – I was probably the best shape of my life at that Good point Good God, yeah. that's, a lot of, that's a lot of fucking work. It was, it was. That is but, a high-energy um, basketball game. But I'll be honest with you, yeah, it wasn't my style either. So no. I, I ended up transferring, um, went to uh, Sand Hills Juco mm-hmm. my following year. and then That's got a down in Pinehurst, right? Yep, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually tried to caddy. Like at the course? In the off-season, yeah. I was, but they made tons of, they probably had 100 caddies. Yeah. Yeah, but um, they made some great money out there. Now, yeah, crazy. you got to have, like, a bloodline to caddy out there. I'm telling you, if you get in there, you stay in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they do. They make money. They're in the ocean course. Those two places rack up on caddying. Uh, I played number two a couple times. I like, the, I like the old one better. That's right. You're a bit of a golfer. Yeah. Uh, so then college did not work out all the way. Um, so I ended up going to Illinois Ryan after that. I actually got a partial scholarship to Illinois Ryan. Fuck. Yeah. Playing basketball? Well, I'm, I'm in college career. Kind of basketball took me everywhere, kind of, when it came to college. Yeah. So you were good. Uh, I was okay, yeah. I mean, I was good enough to play in college. What position did you play? play? Uh, small forward shooting guard. I was a ah. shooter. Yeah. White yeah. boy. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I could dunk at that point in time, but I couldn't jump out the gym. You know what I mean? You think you could dunk now? No, nah, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I can't. Where'd you get to the rim? Uh, no, I, I could touch it still. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be like, maybe a tennis ball. I could probably get a tennis ball in there. But, you know, at this point in time, I feel like if I go out there and run, my now, knees could, will give could out. You just, could you just come off the first step and dunk? Um, I was more of a two footed dunker, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. So you could come off the, could you just like drop step dunk? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I could at one point. Yep. Damn, that's good. Uh, you know, you catch in the lane, one dribble. Yeah, you can up. do that? Mm-hmm. Shit. It was funny. I only had like two dunks in high school, but both of them were on somebody. And she got yeah. super hype. Oh, yeah. Like when J.J. Reddick yeah, dunked in the, that Duke game at the very end, like yeah. his, his career. He should have just took his shirt off right there. Just forget it. Toss uh, it in stands. So what did you graduate college with? Uh, business administration. Business administration from Lenore Ryan. Um, no, actually. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The college career keeps going. Uh, went to Harvard. No, what's funny is uh, my eligibility ran up, and uh, there was still I still had years to go there, but the school was like forty five, fifty thousand dollars, and uh, the Nor Ryan be, was yeah, like a, a semester. I'm um, not a semester, but a year. And um, it is a huge, it is an athletics driven college. That's yeah, for sure. definitely, definitely. And there was a gentleman. I, I'll be honest, I don't know his name, but he became, became very famous for making a certain type of socks, and he's like funded a whole bunch of stuff out there it's actually pretty cool for a division two university it's really close to like a division one feel like it had fraternities sororities it actually had that kind of campus feel however it was still small in the fact that everybody knew each other yeah because it's out in the middle of nowhere yeah hickory all right so after lenore ryan where'd you go i went to unc charlotte basically that's where i finished up so you started at pfeiffer pfeiffer to sand hills sand hills to lenore ryan lenore ryan to charlotte Charlotte. and then you graduated business administration that's right yes sir and then what'd you do um, well, you know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do out of college. Uh, so right out the gate, uh, a friend of mine was working over here at the private airport, Wilson Air Center. Uh-huh. And uh, he fueled the planes. But they had a concierge position open, and uh, I ended up getting the job for that. He put me in there, went to my two weeks training, which was actually kind of rigorous to working. Because it's a private airfield, so yeah. you're dealing with all rich people. Well, that, that and um, it's just the fact of the process of working for the airport, because it's all still ran through Charlotte Douglas. So we had to go over there, get our cards. We have to do... You know, your drug test, you got to do like um, like a psyche test. And they, it's like sh- strict specific training, too, just on how you're supposed to communicate with these pilots and deal with them and fill the planes. You got to know a little bit of everything. Um, but my specific job, basically, as a concierge was to speak with the pilots, um, the guests that were to come in, you handle anything they need, figure out the fuel. And then um, sometimes you're actually you're kind of working as the tower this, for the private airport. And you're actually when the they call in. Concierge doing all that? Yeah, yeah. Damn. That's yeah. a lot of yeah. responsibility. This is, this rich people, people dog. This is another thing you're just dealing with customers. This, is, this ain't commercial. Yeah, no, it was, it was not a, just more to it. They don't, they don't care about us. We, we commercial. I wonder it was rigorous. <laughs> I wonder it was rigorous. Yeah. It was pretty cool, though. Um, got to meet twi- uh, Taylor Swift. Um, oh, shit. Jack Mickelson. Um, Chris Brown came through there one time. I believe it was Trey Songs was fucking a girl in the bathroom one night. It was oh, like wow. 2 a.m. Uh-huh. 2 a.m. in the morning. Allegedly. They had, you know, <laughs> allegedly. He was out there, yeah. Um, Dick Vitale was kind of the one that always stuck with me though, because you know he's so energetic. Yeah. On TV, you kind of look like Dick Vitale. I, hey, it's bald head, man. It's awesome, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Did he talk to you like that? No, that's what I'm saying. He looked real fragile, like very fragile when he walked in there. It was like he put his heart and soul into that game that he had just called. He probably did. Yeah. And, I mean, he had probably a cane. Wore out. I was. I looked like he just tipped him over, but that man, I don't know. He's got the juice or something because he keeps it going. <laughs> He definitely has the juice, but he definitely gives 200% into fucking them games he called. <laughs> and he's famous for it because uh-huh. of the, That's awesome, baby. He's a, he's a diaper dandy. Diaper dandy. He's a diaper dandy. So what happened with that job? 
Um, be honest, I didn't even last long there, to be honest with you. They were only paying $11 an hour at that oh, time. for all that? At the oh, airport? Yeah. And you could possibly crash a plane? Uh, I mean, it's not enough money. It's not enough money. <laughs> um, and what was that? I was, uh, I was 22, 23 at the time. So what was that, 2012? Um, and so I actually just searching for other jobs, found an advertising sales job, um, and just put in my two-week notice and went and did that. Now, I, that type of job actually was more of like, you're, it was a startup company doing a specific type of paper advertising. And so I'm literally going with kind of the, I guess you could say, partner of the company. And we're going to places in South Carolina. And we're just going store to store, you know, and giving these people a pitch. And, you know, they always have their little write-up and that they want you to say. And I kind of did my own little thing. Of course. You gotta, yeah, I mean, it's... And probably you know, do way better. <laughs> yeah, you sound like a computer. I literally yeah. rewrit their thing, uh-huh. like rewrote their thing. Um but I did that for a little while, and that was kind of a Hello, cool experience. Hello, my name is Nicholas. Yeah. We, <laughs> that's how you sound when you yeah. sit there and do it. But uh, you really just got to try and be personal with then people. Then they came in and was like, yo, don't listen. I don't shit. Let me talk to you. Yeah, hold on a second. Hold on a second. But um, I did that for a while. We traveled for uh, it was about. I did that for about a year. And uh, traveled for a while with that guy. He was kind of uh, a wildfire, I will say. It was, I'll be honest. Uh, like he it's been so long. Party? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it's fun. Yeah, like six months into it, it was one time. I think he was getting into something with his wife or something, and had to meet him at a hotel that we were in a city we were in. And I guess he had partied that night, (laughs) had some chick over, took a bunch of Klonopin. He barely (laughs) even knew where he was, and I was like, "Oh shit, I think I'm going to take the reins today, boss." (laughs) Yeah, you need to stay home. You got a stomach flu. (laughs) Did they increase your pay after that day? Um, You know, it was a lot of sales driven. That was more like you get commissioned. So I did make pretty good money at that point in time. But I mean, in any type of Paper advertising, you know, that was kind of on its way out of door anyway. And then, and then, what did you do after that? Then I went to work for my dad. Um, my dad used to build homes uh-huh. when we used, like you know until we moved. But uh, he built homes up north, and then when he came down here, started doing a lot more of the addition remodel and just kind of. Honestly, when we moved, man, um, we used to live right off the Niagara River up there and up north. It was nice, had a dock boat, and we ended up deciding to move down because just at the so time, you can Buffalo play was on its way down. You can. You can play basketball. <laughs> Land an airplane. Land an airplane. Deal <laughs> with Dick Vitale. Sell paper advertisement and build a house. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, <laughs> fix the kitchen too. Yeah, fix the damn. kitchen. Good God. <laughs> but uh, I'm such a loser. <laughs> you know, do you know what a French cleat useless. is? <laughs> a French cleat. Yeah. A French cleat. Who here knows French, a French cleat? Okay. Nah, it's how you hang cabinets. No. Specific words. That's how I hang my skateboards. My bad. The French uh, cleat? Yep. So we just... Uh, Has anybody ever touched a French cleat before? That's dirty. <laughs> 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 I'm substituting the word clit for cleat. <laughs> like Charlotte? Cleat. CLT, baby. <laughs> the CLT. Clit city. Clit All right, city. so uh, after you built houses, what do you do? But wait, you lived oh. on the river. This is what he was yeah, saying. Well, no, when we were really young. In yeah. a van down by the river. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, that's the way of living. You might yeah. want to do that. Uh, yeah, no, so I mean, I built, we, uh, we did a lot of different additions, man. We, we built decks, we built bathrooms, we built garages, we did a, a lot of different things. And I did that for about three years with my dad. And uh, about at that time, he knew I wanted to do, he knew I wanted to start my own thing, uh-huh. or I wanted to try and do something my own. I knew I didn't want to do construction my entire life. That was, that that was a fact. It is hard. It is hard. Unless you're organizing and you're putting things together and, you know, 
you're doing that aspect of it. And as long as you have the knowledge of it, you can run a whole team. But it's fucking stress. It is stressful. It's stressful and high liability. Yeah. I uh, loved it. What, uh, <laughs> all right, now what, all right, so after you did the houses, when the fuck did you fall into the nightclubs? So, <laughs> um, well, then I started, I started made to make it. Um, at the time, when I was doing it, I was li- me and my girlfriend at the time. Oh, so after the well, houses, you decided to start made to make it. Yeah, yeah. So what the way that even was came that about. Had your dad a little bit telling you to do your own thing? Well, um, he wanted me to do my own thing at the same time. But, I mean, he wasn't telling me to. I just kind of had that drive mm-hmm. at the time. And it was all kind of really random. I mean, I called this guy Rocky, by the way. Shout out Rocky Wagner. Um, I call him my uncle now. Uh-huh. We're basically like family. Um, but I actually just... I'm, Pumped into him at the flea market out there, Webb Road in Salisbury. He had a giant trailer out there with a whole bunch of gear. I was still working for my dad at the time. Now, when you say gear, what do you mean? Um, so, I mean, a little background story on him, I guess, is uh, he was one of two people in the early 80s that got the NASCAR license. So when he when oh, he first started, shit. he had a really good uh, really good artist, and he was out there grinding. I mean, still didn't really have a dollar to his name. And him and his artists come up with some really cool artwork, and they would go out there, and they would, they would sell this stuff, and... They would sell it at the racetracks or college games, everything like that, because back then they didn't have licensing agreements, so you could freely print whatever the hell you wanted to. You can come up with anything you wanted to. That's why a lot of that vintage shirts are Mm -hmm. really cool these days. Yeah. Um, But so they were doing that, and uh, eventually the gentleman who ended up overheading that, who I believe was like the athletic director of Alabama at the time, he approached their bench and was like, you know, you guys got some really great gear here, but said, next year you're not going to be able to sell any of this stuff. He said, we're going to start these licensing agreements. There's going to be $100,000. Um, it's like a $100,000 initial fee plus 10% royalty on anything that you're selling. And you had to have a certain amount of upfront income to basically right, get this Right, just like if you get a McDonald's or anything mm-hmm. like that, you got to. Right, right. So he approached the gentleman, and he was, he's like, you know, you see what we got here. I mm-hmm. said, you know, we got some great designs. We got some great artworks. He said, I, I can't at this point in time just fork out that type of money to get that type of license. They're like, we know. And so, I mean, he was adamant about it, and um, they ended up giving him a shot. Yep. So they worked out a different deal. You know, he still had to pay that, but he uh-huh. did it basically by getting the They gave him the license, initial fee, uh-huh. um, was basically incorporated into what his royalty was, and he was ended up, took him that whole entire year, and they ended up hitting it and was able to not only pay the royalty. But then he made some. Yeah, and he made some, and then the rest was kind of history. He really did really well with it. They would go on um, all the NASCAR circuits. wonder if he still got, like, back stock of them shirts. Shit done. Oh, yeah. Oh, we you got, know they're the flyest. We got so much. Um, There's literally a whole, like, giant barn just full of nothing but Damn. boxes of shirts. Can we get them and spray spray paint owls on them? Maybe. We'll That'd try it. fucking yeah. fly. Uh, that college gear, too. So his um, his... Childhood friend of broke like that they grew up together. So did um, you partner this company up with him? Oh, I'll get to that just okay. for a second. But um, his basically best friend owns what's called Press Boxes, the number one collegiate apparel provider uh-huh. in the United States. So they're actually right there in China Grove too. And so uh, they do every Division One, Two, they do some Division Three schools, I think. But that's the same stuff they're selling in in Dick's, um, yeah. the bookstores, Macy's, wherever you call it. Um, so that kind of brings me back around full circle. So when I first met Rocky out there, I was just kind of asking about a little bit about what he did, this, that, and the other. I had to make some shirts for my, for my dad's company. And then um, I was actually, like a month or two later, I was actually making, um, I was doing a bathroom. I was tiling a bathroom, right? I'm working there by myself at this lady's house. And uh, she comes in, she's like, hey, young boy. <laughs> <laughs> she, was actually, she was actually an author. She was a really nice lady. I still talk to her today, actually. It's funny. What's but, her name? Yeah. Um, God dang, man, I'm so bad with names. April. 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 Yeah, and uh, she still texts me on my birthday. Very nice lady. 
But uh, I was middle of doing her bathroom, and I was taking a break, and I just called Rocky, and I was like, you know, what what do I have to do to kind of get into the apparel game? I'm kind of racking his brain a little bit, asking him questions, seeing how what he had done, because he had actually sold his licensing business back in like 2003 or something like that. I think he sold it for, it was a hefty amount of money, I'm not going to say, but um, he still did the screen printing, so... I asked him a bit about that, got some info, went home that following week and actually just made a business plan because that's what I did in college. I learned how yeah. to do business. So I made a full-fledged, you know, 25-page business plan basically on kind of what my mission was. And initially it was going to start off as a, as a fitness brand. Made to make it was supposed mm-hmm. to start off as a fitness brand. And uh, I went, you know, invested, got like $2,000 worth of tank tops and crops and all this different types of stuff. I was going to print like certain designs on them. And I had all of this planned out. And so when I did that, I actually went, and uh, approached a, a family friend of ours and displayed the plan to him, and he ended up giving me the upfront money to to start my business. So, what all came in the the startup? What all did you need? Um, well, you needed the print equipment. Um, I got. I also got a vinyl cutter, a press. Um, Where'd you keep it at? My basement. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. At the time, the <laughs> house your I was renting. House? Had a, no, no, you was renting yeah. a house. At the time, I uh, we were renting a house that had a really big basement. Uh huh. It was gigantic, so I could put everything down there. So during the day, I was working with my dad and doing the construction thing, and then come home, and then at night, I was I was printing. Where's all the equipment at now? Uh, now it's all in Canapolis. Yeah. In a, in a like a shop shop. Yeah. Yeah. Shop shop. <laughs> How hard was it to get that equipment up and down them steps? Uh, paint, well, I, there was a gar- well. Man, there was fortunately, a, there was a garage that at came the bottom. Oh, down thank into God. the actual. Yeah. Back yeah. The, it was pretty uh, convenient. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and so that's how I initially got started, and then made. I eventually was just like, you know, let's just print for everybody, uh-huh. just like that, and. Uh, so you know, you start off slow, um, small. It's kind of like a snowball effect. You, know, uh-huh. you build your clientele over time. Um, you know, stepping stones. I started off on Etsy. Yeah. Uh, at the time, Etsy wasn't Etsy. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't as populated as it is now. Mm-hmm. So it didn't cost you that much to get your stuff up on the front. Like you can do paid ads, and it was like the way they had their ad structure was you paid per click. So if somebody were to go on and they click on your ad, you're paying like thirty three cents for them to click on it, but you don't have to pay anything if nobody clicks on it. But in mm. the higher, it's the way they do it too. Is like you can you can do it as minimum as fifteen cents, or you can do it as much as a dollar. The more that you put up for your potential balance, the higher the f- like further up on the front page you'll go. Right. Um, now it's like people pay like five dollars a click. Damn. I mean, if you really want to be an ass, yeah. you can just go on there and click on the one. It shows ads, so you can literally just click on them. You just costing them money. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. You ever do that? I have before, yeah. <laughs> Competition. <laughs> get their ad dollars spent. Get out of here. Uh, right, so now you were you're printing shit. Now how how did you how did you fall into the nightclubs? Hmm. JB, um, John Blackman, shout out. Um, he hit me up. He knew I kind of wanted to get involved in the city. I wanted to try and make some connections out here. So at one point you're working with your dad during the day. Yeah. You're printing at night. Mm-hmm. And then when did it go to printing during the day and then nightclub at night? Um, so it went from printing. I was actually, me and my father were painting the interior of an, uh, a house. Uh-huh. And um, you was like, fuck this shit. I was just starting to get more calls. Right. Um, and I could tell, you know, it was kind of interfering because I would have to step out and, you know. I'm, and he was like, boy, take your ass to fuck home. No, no. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't even like that. I mean, it just, it was funny. I was up on a ladder. I'm a, we're painting in a stairwell. and uh, My dad would have been like, are you here to paint or are you here to talk? <laughs> He, I mean, it kind of was like that, but I, like I said, at the uh-huh. same time, he was—he he knew I wanted to do something, and um, I told him, I said, you know, I gotta, yeah, I gotta make the change, and um, I didn't go back after that, and he was fine with it, yeah, and um, so I started 
you know, pushing the apparel as much mm-hmm. as I could and uh, selling and selling and selling. And um, at that time, when all this stuff started to switch, me and that um, girlfriend ended, ended up breaking up, moved out of that house, actually went to stay with my parents at the same time, which was only like about a year afterwards. Uh-huh. I stayed with them for about a year. And so that really gave me the opportunity to make the jump. And so using those certain connections that I had, I was able to just, and not have to pay rent or all these other type of bills. All I had was the shop. You could just sit there and kind of roll it up. And then after that, I moved back out. And um, JB knew I was interested in getting involved in the city. And um, he said I uh, had a spot over there for a bar back over there, a bubble. And, and that's knew, when you met Ian. Yeah, I knew it was like that. <laughs> it was the first time I walked in there. Uh, interview was about 30 seconds, not even. Um, he was like, I need you to fill out the sheet of paper. You got the job. Can you come on? Was it with Ian or Slim? <laughs> it was Ian. Yeah. 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 And he was like, who does that? Yeah, was like, there you go. Good beer Tuesday. Cool. Yeah, he was, he was like, he was like, wait, he was, he's like, wait a minute. So you don't have a drinking problem, drug problem, and, and you graduated college? Yeah. What the fuck you want? What are you what doing? Are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was fun, man. So I mean, um, I knew that was a at the time. You know, that epicenter was hopping. Mm-hmm. I mean, and uh, a lot of people came through there. Did you meet clients at Bubble? Yeah, I mean, I met a, a lot of people through charlotte all really kind of funneled through ian in the beginning because uh-huh. and i mean it wasn't like it was a right out the gate thing i was just at, at the time you know i was just there he you know it's an easy job it's just do the job mm-hmm. um so as long as i did that um he kind of saw the work ethic and you know he knew i did apparel and then i did a few things for bubble actually you know i was as soon as i got hired there i printed my own shirt and then everybody was like yo where the, where the hell did you get that shit <laughs> Yeah, this is what I do. Um, did you do the ones on the Nike golf shirts? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. So, um, yeah, we ended up doing those, and then uh, he started. He just really kind of started introducing me to other people that were coming <laughs> in there. You know, like VJ and uh, and Chet and mm-hmm. some of those other guys that own places out there. And uh, he said, you know, he he does apparel and kind of started lining stuff up. And then at the end of the day, it was just me taking care of business and making sure I'm doing good work. That's right. And then bubble closed down and you get and you moved it to vault i went over to vault yeah 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 um that was actually kind of fun i'm not gonna lie vault was fun yeah vault was fun it was a ton of fun tell us about the time you got really drunk there and and banged on the door tom <laughs> i prefer not to <laughs> that was the best that was the that was the day the bills lost to uh, yeah what was it houston in the playoffs yeah. i had that game Big Bills fan, yeah. Man. I'm a big Bills fan, and Tom's um, a big Bills fan, so they're both just we fucking both mad just at the world. Pissed the hell off, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a clash, man. Oh, but now Tom's a real good guy. Yeah, man. no, uh, I still see Tom all the time over there at uh, Travis Crawford uh-huh. HBAC. Yeah, do you, do you print Travis's stuff? Yeah, I gotta get Travis on the podcast. He'll be in here like you'll get it. Yeah, Travis is a funny guy. <laughs> so, what kind of yeah. printing do you guys do? Um, it's all your capabilities. Um, so I mean, it's screen printing and embroidery. So I mean, you can. You can do a lot of different things, but there are a lot of different other ways to print things too. Um, he did all he did the glitter, the 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 embroidery, the screen. What's that one that's like the whole thing? Them shorts you showed me. Oh yeah, sublimation. Sublimation is very cool. Screen, um, I love screen printing. It's my favorite. All my skateboards are all screen printed. They're mm-hmm. badass. Are they actually printed? You sure they're actually screen printed? They might be wrapped because no, they're screen printed, not heat transfer or anything like that. Well, I'm wondering why they put it on there because you can't really put a skateboard on a platen. That's the only reason why I'm asking. Well, yeah, they're screen printed. That's pretty dope. They're though. screen printed. You can do it. I was going to ask you if you can do it. <laughs> probably not. Um, yeah, I'll show you. He'll probably figure I got it out. one that's like something like maybe 15 different colors screen printed. 
Is that? Is, I would have to see it to see if it really was. Are you with that same? Are you with that same girl that you was with the house with and everything in the no, beginning? No, no, yeah, no, no. We, uh, no, we split up. Right well, I've seen screen printed. I mean, like a squeegee going down one color. Next one, next color, squeegee going down. I guess it depends on how you're doing. Color. Yeah. Is that how? Is that? Is that? It's more of a system than that. So we got platens. It's uh, you know, they're about 15 inches wide. They could be anywhere from 17 inches long when you're doing T-shirts. Uh-huh. Each one's a different and, color. Do you, so you, do you individually off. load the T-shirt in there? Yeah, you have to. So, uh, you know, there's like a and little And it kind of fits spray. like a mold? That's yeah. how it hits the same spot like, every time? Well, you line it all up. So a lot of a lot of this stuff has gotten a lot more technical now with lasers mm-hmm. and um, computerized and stuff. So a lot of this registration that you used to have to do personally and eye it up and kind of line, right. line those certain things up, a computer can do almost now. And now they also have lasers that can set it. So you always have your certain set points of where you want to lay a shirt. And you know how far it goes down from the next. So does like does, does these companies like Nike and shit? Do they have people doing that, or is there is it all robot? Uh, no, no. I imagine they uh, they definitely have it. People doing it is probably all overseas. Yeah, uh, you know, For pennies on the dollar. Have um, kids yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. The thing about how many T-shirts they the make. Puppies and oh, kittens. Tons. Doing I mean, and the thing is too, when you're making stuff from scratch and you're doing it in volume, it's very inexpensive. It's just having the upfront cash and doing it. Like even for Radical Grove, you know, if you wanted to make your own style, like you could do. Say, okay, what is it? Uh, like 2000 thread count Egyptian cotton is like some mm-hmm. of the softest sheets or something like that. You can get that made in t shirts if you wanted to, and you just have to do it. All has to be same, um, like a minimum of 100 pieces. Say it's a minimum right. of 100 pieces, but it's a minimum of 100 pieces that are all smalls, all the same color. All then you have to do mediums, then you do largest, then you do extra largest. And shirts themselves, custom made, created, could cost you maybe three dollars, maybe less, dollar fifty from overseas, and then you just mm-hmm. pay for the shipping. But you have to, you know, get all those type of sets and so when you're a major company like that and like nike and under armor and all these different guys and you're you're getting you're having thousands millions yeah. probably my boy, of garments being made my, my yeah. boy in me to fashion when he was doing he was doing chinese and for some stuff yeah like and he was talking about just how like how hard it is just to get in yeah or at least find a good like a good trustworthy that's going to ship the stuff right. after you pay for it and do it right and it be the quality they say it's supposed to be the quality of exactly. he's like because if it comes back wrong you just kind of fuck you're out unless of you're nike and you yeah. can send a head honcho over there you know yeah or go to china wherever or, you, you got to go find them right yeah. yeah but if you're just like a if you're here and you're getting you know ten thousand t-shirts printed up and made or made and then printed over over there and they fuck you over you kind of go huh that's it. Yeah. Uh, and that happens to people. They'll yeah. like, what they'll do is uh, you, they might do a, a small order, like a $5,000 order, right? Say you went and got some goods made, did the transaction, they sent it to you, everything was great, and then you come back to them for like a $50,000, $75,000 order, and then they just take your money and run. Yep. Yeah. Shit. And they're like, come yeah. get it. Yeah. Can't even find them. No. If you wire it, you know, you're yeah. wiring it over, and once it's gone, it's gone. You yeah. You're not getting a refund. They laugh to the bank. They're like, you yeah. dumb American. <laughs> you should be making this shit over there, you dummy. That's probably also how they make the stuff so cheap, because they don't rip so many people at the same yeah. time. <laughs> Fuck, imagine, though. You know, I mean, you know, but you know, like, you know, like, whenever you... You know they're like, man, y'all, you dumbasses. <laughs> That's what I would be like if I was over there in China. Somebody sent me that. Be like, you dummy. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, man, uh, it's like that. But I mean, we got a we got a really good group. Um, you know, what's me, the biggest order you've ever done? The biggest? I don't know. Um, <laughs> so recently, we just uh, so made to make it. That would kind of bring me to uh-huh. basically the biggest one is. Uh, for a Cracker Barrel, it's about 175,000 pieces or something Good like that. God, oh, damn. <laughs> That's a lot of How t-shirts. many can you print at once? 
Oh, uh, one. One of the time. As a group, as the whole entire group, so that, which we'll get into, we <coughs> so like made to make some campus thing? creation. Um, we did about 300,000 prints last year, and we're going to kill that this year just based on that one account. So uh, I mean, but, like but, a one but, time. But like it's one T-shirt at a time. Uh, well, it's a 10. So you got a 10 head. We got a 10 head and an 8 head. It's a big thing that spins. Yeah. It's yeah like, okay. kinda, I kind of tell people to envision like an octopus with its arms straight yeah. up. How much does a 10 like head a, cost? Like a merry-go-round That's About like $120,000. And does somebody have to... <laughs> and, but you have to have a person that manages each head? No, no. Um, so once you have, get everything set up, you just you need a loader, and then you kind of need a uh, another person that's... Like keeping an eye on all, all the registry. So, so you'll load ten T-shirts. Well, you load one. You'll load it. Then the machine. You'll you'll click the you click the pedal. And it sh- 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 goes the next one. one. You load the next, the next one. Color. And you only have like a like fifteen second window. It's good because yeah. once it's rolling, it's rolling. Right. So the, then it's it's hitting. So you get that shirt out. You put it on. So then once once they start coming around, you got to pull it off. Yeah. Lay it onto the uh, conveyor and then. Put another one on. Like, yeah, it's quick. You got to. Man, I hope you keep printing my there. shit once this is all. Once you blow the fuck up. <laughs> Roche, I ain't got time for your fucking hundred t-shirt order, man. <laughs> trying to print this shit on my off day. No, so it's it's uh with that. How with, annoying am I, to, am I to deal with? <laughs> You're not that bad, honestly. Oh, thank yeah. God! Look at him. <laughs> it's just being just, nice. Just, just nice. Sometimes we off. talk to Nick and Nick and he'll be like, "What? You just got a direct." Roche I told you all this. I Roche. sent you the email. Open your email app and look at it. Is that what it's like? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, from Nick, that call. Nick is very uh, detailed with his words, and he sends these very long paragraphs, and I get them, and I'm just like, oh, God. He don't read them. You have to be. <laughs> My man. I'm yeah. like, just fucking print them. I don't care. That's why Does Courtney it work like that, that, buddy? Courtney reads it all. Does it work like that? That's why he's the fucking Steve Jobs. Yeah. Do it now. Just fucking do it. What do you I mean? want 100,000 songs in this box by noon. <laughs> I want 100,000 shirts printed. 12 colors. What do you want on them? I don't know. You figure it out. <laughs> Send me something. Send me your vision. <laughs> That's how Steve Jobs got off on all that shit. I want 100,000 songs in a box. Well, how are we going to do that? Show me your vision. <laughs> the brands are always unique, though, because it's different than printing company gear. I mean, you know, you're just with company stuff. You're just printing front, left chest, back, you know, some sleeve stuff here and there. But with brands, it gets a little bit more little bit more unique i mean i've done stuff where you had to print down the side of a neck around the neckline and you can't screen print that. it said no regrets yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, i never thought about that oh but coming around there so you have to you can actually make these and that's why i'm steve jobs these like screen printed transfers in a sense you, you just you screen Dude. printing onto the actual sheet and add a little bit of a it's a heat transfer yeah it, it, it is but it's still plastisol ink at the same time it's not like vinyl and so you can actually print those onto the sheets, cut those sheets, and then you can transfer it wherever you want to, and it lasts just as long, which is kind of cool. Dude, I want Radical Grove like around, like like a chain, surround it. Man, that'd be cool. Just the two hype like beast owl here and printed around it. Some hype beast across, mm-hmm. just across like this, like the or just uh, like around the like side. the rat bones. That's what that the, sublimation start going stuff comes on, like in. when I run up like this. Like I want to make one that says I want to make one. That's, I sent Nick one one that's like actually like makes sense. But then I sent one that I want to get made for me that that I say it'll say dinosaurs never existed and that bottle girl does not like you. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ever thought about like how the fuck dinosaurs like made it? I mean, we're talking about some, they didn't make it. They're no, dead. Made made it. Mated. 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 Oh, mated. Think about those big ass tails and how they got to try to make know, like go, a lizard. Go look at an alligator and tell me how. Well, no, an alligator there. makes a little bit more sense, but 
So that big brontosaurus tail would have to kind of, and they, they think about a T-Rex, like that big tail got to move to the side. I mean, I don't know. I think dinosaurs didn't really exist. I think it's all a ploy, but whatever. We'll get into that in another podcast. You ready to jump into some this or that? <laughs> so we do, we, do this, uh, we do this thing. We got a podcast studio until one today, right? One fifteen. Okay, yeah. So we do this thing here, right? Uh, it's called this or that. And uh, Derek came up with it, but Derek's not here because he's completely hungover. And on his piece of shit mode because he went to Dreamville and who Car- won last Carolina night? lost. Not Carolina. Yeah. Man, I don't even pissed. know. Who who did they play? Kansas. Kansas. Okay, so yeah, and Derek. they were up sixteen. And Derek yeah. is a diehard Carolina yeah. fan, so he's probably still crying. I was yeah. screaming last night. He was probably he's probably butt naked in a ditch humping a teddy bear <laughs> with Nevy. With Nevy, <laughs> Nevy's like, let's go. <laughs> Couldn't be mad at it, man. They played a great they played a great game. You think did Derek stay Nevy. with Nevy? I think so. Because you know yeah, Derek wants to sleep till four p.m. and Nevy's up at like seven a.m. Like Nevy, doing, do, Nevy doesn't sleep. No, Nevy's he's like just, up doing fucking jumping jacks. Yeah, running up the wall. Shit, just screaming that. at Derek. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Get up! Breakfast! Go! <laughs> Alright, so, uh, anyways, we do this game here. It's kind of like a game, but it's called This or That. And you gotta make a choice between the two options I give you. Okay. There's ten questions, and then we kind of, like, expound on them. You know, like, like why? So here we go. We're gonna jump into uh, This or That with Nicholas Quigley from Made to Make It. That's Made it. to Make It. That's it. Printing exclusive. <laughs> I want one the, of those shirts. The, which one? A made to make it shirt? Yep. I got you. Yeah. Made to make it shirt. I'm thinking of so many puns I could pull off on that. All right. You ready? Let's do it. Apples or oranges? Apples. Why? Oranges are too acidic for me. Ooh. Ooh. One pillow or two pillows? Two. Is anybody here a one pillower? Word. Of course. I got a dope ass pillow. My pillow is like $150. Damn. Mine is too, but it I probably is a really nice pillow. Mine is, mine is too, but it has. Pillow I've ever had. Mine is too, and I won't get rid of it, but I still put a pillow underneath it. Mine's from Amazon. <laughs> I don't even dope. know if you can answer this question. Biscuitville or Bojangles? Oh, Biscuitville. Word? Yeah, Biscuitville's yeah. really good. When did when did you discover Biscuitville? In Colorado. Yeah, in Denver. We ended up. Uh, no shit. Yeah, before we went to. Uh, Around, we ended up getting some biscuits at Biscuitville, and it, it was best biscuit I ever had. Yeah. <laughs> that place is amazing. There's actually yeah. one in Concord, though. Yeah, too. there's one in Concord, and there was one in Monroe, but a lot of people didn't know about them here in Charlotte about a Biscuitville. All right, Hornets or Panthers? Hornets. Because of basketball and shit. Yeah, yeah, I'll cheer for them now. I mean, I grew up a Kobe fan, but the Hornets. Are All right, this cool. is gonna this is gonna apply to the to the party. Show up early or leave late. Leave late. Leave late? <laughs> yeah, you're definitely a leave later. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking you, what would you call it? They call it like just, just you know, like uh, trailing around. Like, yeah, you know, just like wandering. Every, yeah, just wandering. At the, yeah. Is anybody, is anybody a show up early here? I'm going to show up early because I want to. I'm going to show up early. Yeah, I want to show up early and then get gone. Uh, yeah, I get tired yeah. at the end. I get bored so fast. All right, here's one. Uh, Miller Light or Bud Light? Bud Light. Were yeah. why what what makes that decision? Uh, they're both, honestly they're both about the same. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> I, he's like I like the logo better on the. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Them old school Miller, them old school Miller Lite logos is hard. All right, here's one. Here's one. This is a dumb one. Sonic or Mario? Mario. Mario. Yeah. Man, word. Yeah. Yeah. He does all that work, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just for some pussy. I, watched, I, was, I, was, I was watching for some pussy. 
from a bitch named Peach. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't even want him in the end. I watch. Uh, uh, I was watching this documentary last night about uh, called Console Wars and about how fucking. So I think if I was about half asleep when I was watching about, I think Sega stole the dude from Nintendo to so that they could come. They had Sega, but they didn't have anything to like market Sega. But they had a 16-bit system. Hmm. And the guy was like, this is fucking fly. But he's like, you know, what are we going to do with it? And like, we don't know. We just got it. <laughs> so he had to kind of like, they had to, they had to build Sonic. And like he started out with all kinds of like weird shit before they landed on what he became. That hedgehog, yeah. They, uh, all right, Chips Ahoy or Oreo? Oh, Chips Ahoy, actually. Damn, for real? Yeah. Yeah? What about you, Manny? Oreos. Oreo, I'm Oreo. I should have been an Oreo mm. kid, because that was back in... Yeah. That was our if time. it's chocolate, I have to go with Chips Ahoy. Yeah. All right, here, here's a... Milk? E- yeah, here, it's banging. Here's an easy one. Come in or come on? On. <laughs> I've got my hand on my head. That actually was an easy one for him too. Yeah, That's was so <laughs> All right, lay up or go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Short part four. I'm pulling the driver out. Damn. I got in a lot of trouble always going for it. Lost a lot of tournaments going for it. <laughs> you forgot one. I believe it. Well, well, oh, and uh, the the standard question. This applies to toilet paper. Does the toilet paper go over or does it go under? Uh, it goes over, like towards you. Yeah. yeah. See, see, see. What if it's a f- no? Kim said over. What would you What would you think of a person that did it like behind or under? I mean, nothing personal. Probably a psychopath. (laughs) See, yeah. (laughs) Look, look, there's a cute girl that works here that we just interviewed, and she's an under. She goes, "Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. we Uh lost it." But she's also a vegan. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, and she and she app dates. (laughs) And she only and she only goes like she only she doesn't (laughs) fuck with mainstream coffee. Oh, no mainstream, huh? Mm -mm. No mainstream coffee. Only underground coffee. That's nice though. All the coffee from here comes from right down the hall. This yeah, place is pretty cool, like, Let me tell you something about coffee, man. All that shit comes from Colombia. Yeah. <laughs> it's all from it's a all fucking bean. It's, it's all, all the same. Beans. Except for that one that comes from a it's, cat. It's all the presentation. Man, Seven Eleven got some good coffee. There's that coffee. <laughs> there's that coffee that the it has the monkey shit on it. The most expensive. Well, I just said, like, yeah, I think it comes from a cat. Actually. No, it's the monkeys. The monkey, monkey poop. Yeah, it's the most expensive coffee in the world, and they yeah. they fertilize the beans in a certain type of monkey shit. It like legit monkey. No, shit. No, the, the the animal eats it and it bypasses it through its system. And then something about that. that. I want to say it's a feline, but this guy doesn't believe in dinosaurs, so I don't know. (laughs) This guy doesn't know about Pangea. There's all, there's all, man. It's, I mean, I mean, you never know what you see on the internet. Buddy of mine did show me. uh, No, it's real. It was like um, skeletal remains of a. Tyrannosaurus Rex were just like kind of recently found. That was April that Fools. Was, that was, no, no, I looked that it up. Really? It was April, that was April Fools. Yeah. Uh, it, was. it was out yeah. there and it was exposed to the ground. You can tell me flesh is exposed to the air for a million years. Yeah. Let me tell you, let, I'll tell you a funny story about the dinosaur shit. Now, there was a real legit, they discovered a T-Rex and they said it was the biggest set of bones that they've ever found and it was on an inter, inter, Indian reservation. Uh, so, there was an, in, the, the guy that owned the, re, that was a, given the reservation land. He allowed the guys to dig, right? And they found it. Well, then when they found it, he said, this belongs to me, right? Fuck you for finding it. It's mine. Mm -hmm. United States government caught word of it, and they came in, and they said, nah, it belongs to us because we we give you this land to use. 
You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And then they took all the bones and supposedly they ended up in a museum. Supposedly, huh? In the West, it's the Kapi Luwak. So it's the yeah, cat the Kapi Luwak. It is the, it's Never the cat, cat poop coffee. Never doubt me on my facts yeah. and coffee. And, uh, not coffee. Ranging Science. between 35 and and $100 a cup. Wow. Yeah. Or about $100 to $600 a pound. What does it do, though? Does it cat do something coffee. for you? Puts you on like... Like it is the combination for 15 minutes or something? <laughs> of high demand and limited quality quantities. It's like crack. What coffee? Here's one: is what coffee is bat poop? <laughs> that poop COVID. got that that poop has gone through every animal. Guano. Yeah. Well, somebody. Every, what's crazy? Is somebody had to do that. Somebody had to find that feces at one point. Yeah. Somebody had to milk a cow at one point. Yeah. It's like. Just think about that. They didn't First have to. The aliens came down that. here and told us what's good. They're like, yeah, you can, you, you can, can squeeze them. You can squeeze them things, and you go get some shit to drink. I just feel like they had test <laughs> subjects. They just like here, try of this berry. Did. If he didn't die, they <laughs> yeah. They're, they're all watching intently. They're like, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? You imagine milking a cow for the first time like that first dude. It was like, this don't feel right. Well, if the baby drinks it, I think I can drink it. Of course, that's exactly what happened. I'm gonna squeeze it. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly what happened. Yeah. I'm sure they figured that out without even having the intention of milk. They just played around with the cows at the time. <laughs> just like, oh shit, we yeah. can drink this stuff. <laughs> what do you, so uh what what do you want to see like in the next five years for, for made to make it? Um Man, just keep moving forward, honestly. Oh no uh, shit. Yeah. I mean <laughs> grind every day, that's all it is. Just kinda of get bigger and bigger. I'd like to try and get into um maybe some direct to garment printing, which is more like on demand. You know, kind of like custom ink and stuff like that. Um, what does that mean? Well, so with direct-to-garment, it's a little different. It's like you kind of imagine your home printer, but it's you know much bigger. It's like big, there's some bigger than this room. No, yeah, I've seen one of those. Yeah. And they have some with one platen on them. They have some with they have three platens on them. Uh-huh. But you can do uh, you can do a ten-color image yeah, just in one and try. It, and it has to turn it. It turns itself on every once in a while and shuffles the ink around. It has to keep. You, yeah. If you're not running it all the time, uh-huh. then you need to keep the the ink basically flushing through. Otherwise, it dries up and messes up your lines. Like just the heads on those things are like five to ten thousand dollars. They're very expensive. Sure. So yeah, you I don't think, want to break those. I things. think Chittenham got one one time. He he had yeah. one yeah in storage for a while. Um, and they're really they they do some cool things. It's just. You gotta. You really want to have that kind of individual clientele. So at the same, like you know, with custom make, they're sitting there selling a shirt for twenty five dollars. That's what I do. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, that's and, where I get a lot of my shirts. I'm just like, why should I pay thirty dollars for a shirt? I can just make whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, the be- it's really kind you of got a, a cool machine? way of doing it. I don't have a machine. I just order from a direct price. Oh. Yeah, but depending on where you go, it's kind of nice if you find somebody that'll just hook you up a little bit, and because yeah. the printing is not, it's not. An easy process. You got to pre-treat your garment. You got to heat. You got to go ahead and actually. You kind of heat press it already to get it nice and flat. You let the pre-treat sit for a little bit. Then you run it, and then after you run it, you kind of want to curate it a little bit, and then it's kind of ready. Basically, what's the what's the what's the craziest shit you ever seen in the club? Craziest? <laughs> yeah. Um, was it one time a bubble on a Sunday day party? I think it was. People were throwing the bottle. The cages. cages was you there for that? Yeah, no, <laughs> that was nuts. And then uh. Was a John Latou, you know, he was like a, a mm-hmm. security guy, um, MMA guy, and he like jumped on the six eight giant dude to take him down. Had him in a chokehold, and I remember like at the end of it, his fingers were like all sideways and broke to shit. Like, oh. and he would, and he still came up and shook your hand with that hand. 
And like a he, day later. He just popped them back it in place. It was an animal. Yeah, he was an animal. I, yeah. I, I couldn't believe that. But yeah, that was some. You was know John the two. Old school dude. Tattoos on his neck, like bald headed dude. Yeah, bald headed guy. Very, very nice and kind, but he will break your shit. He really will. Damn. Yeah. It's, it was real. That and that bottle cage fight was was insane. So we were just throwing bottle cages. Oh yeah, they just cages, popped right yeah. there in that little cubby yeah. thing. Yeah, that little, uh, the upper bar. Yeah, yeah. They went nuts. That was kind of wild. I yeah. wasn't there. It was a day party. So can you do like one offs, like twenty or thirty dollar one offs? <laughs> no, I'm no. going back. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Did you did you go out like much before you worked in the clubs? Fuck, I did. Man. You didn't. So when you showed up in them, what was your what was your like? What like was your thinking? Out party. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no, it was, I mean, I had been to Uptown, you know, I've been uh-huh. to bars and stuff like that. It just wasn't like, you know, I was out all the time or right. anything. But, uh, I mean, I kind of knew what to expect. It was a little, you know, you're nervous in any new environment, but um, once you kind of get in it, it's fun. Plus, I mean, you're sitting there listening to music and working at the same time and you're just kind of moving beautiful women all over the place. It's mm-hmm. kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then sometimes a bottle cage gets thrown. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally, what what uh what about what were some of your vault memories? Vault, um, well, like KK and uh, Charles Johnson, some of those guys coming yeah. in there. Um, I remember seeing God was it. Jonathan Stewart came in there, I think. Yeah, time. they all come in there. They're born though, he man. He's gigantic, the... gigantic though. Yeah, they're I all didn't they're all fucking gigantic. He was. Sure wasn't Courtney. I mean, yeah. other than, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he was gigantic. That was pretty crazy. They, but I mean, Jonathan, there was nothing really. Jonathan wild would then. come up to me and like start like, "What's up, dog?" And I'm like, "Motherfucker, that shit hurts." Like, <laughs> I have a bruise tomorrow. Yeah, like, <laughs> stop hitting me. <laughs> Otherwise, I mean, that was uh, you know, Bob was chill. It was a good time. No, it wasn't. It was, it was for me. I mean, I didn't really. There really was. Oh, never mind. Okay, never mind. Yeah. There was one time, I forgot. Uh, they had this banquet going on at rooftop, right? Suit and tie banquet going on. Um, looked like a you know a nice affair, and then we had like some Sunday party going on, and it just <laughs> kind of got into nighttime, and some crazy fight bust out, and all you hear is like gunshots go off. And uh, like right outside, as soon as they got him out the door, and they had this party, and the party didn't even move. It's like uh-huh. nobody even heard anything. They couldn't went hear down. because of the speakers. And, and then everybody was just running out of the building, and that was probably the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I think a, nobody actually knows, but there was like a what looked like a bullet hole in the ceiling. You know, they had the cops come in and check out the whole place, but that was probably that might have been kind of the craziest thing I've ever seen happen over <laughs> Damn. there. Damn, typical. Yeah, you nobody know. was throwing bottle cages over there. People did throw bottles though. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. yeah, people did throw bottles. You're like, now we throwing bullets oh. here. Man, I saw. <laughs> I saw man before it was before it was vault when it was still Casbah, we did a CIAA party, me and Incog. And we was it was uh nighttime. Incog was hosting, I was DJing, and this fight breaks out, like big fight. And there was a dude that worked for the guy that owned the owned the place. He was and but nobody knew a whole lot about this dude. Very quiet, calm, big dude. But word on the street was he was like some kind of like French special forces or some shit like that. You may remember him. They called him Frenchy. Big. Yeah, I know who it is. Yeah. Yeah, he was cool. And anyways, I'm up in the DJ booth elevated. Incog's behind me and we like, and you know, I've always thought of DJs as kind of like hyenas. Like we sit back and we just kind of laugh at everything. We're like, ah, yeah, like little instigator fuck. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, ah, look at him. Laughing and eat it up. And then we wait for it all clear when we go. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so 
we're sitting there watching this. We're like, yo, this is crazy. Man, this is really crazy. And then Kyle's like, y'all stop fighting. Da, 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 da. Music's off at this point. They done throw the lights back on. Anyways, dude looks at Frenchie and is like, he, he must have just been like, go. This dude runs up in this fucking brawl and it looked like some Jason Statham fucking transporter shit. Like he was like, dude, dude one dude through the accordion doors, wrapped dude, this dude. Didn't he used to wear like arm. trench coats and shit? Yeah, like, like fuck. He just looked like Neo oh, in a major. Yeah, it was like back, some Neo type shit. Flipping yeah. around, dudes. Took out the whole took out the whole party. Took out the whole fight. Cleaned it all up. Damn. All by himself. And me and Incog is like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had to go home after that. It was done. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, it was cool to see that because I never seen anybody get down like that before. Like yeah. one versus twelve. We see it in the movies. Yeah, yeah. and it, it was just real shit. I mean, Damn. it was like <laughs> it was awesome. Looked like a Jackie Chan movie. It kind of did. Then that's why me and Incal were so hype about it. Born supremacy type shit. Yeah, that's what it was like. Yeah, like a like yeah. born supremacy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was awesome. That's badass. Well, let me let me ask you: what's the what's the wildest set you've ever played? The wildest set? Yeah, like like or location. You asking him? Or uh, the yeah. wild the wild, wild. I'll tell you, man. Maybe. I'll tell you the wildest set I ever did. It was a suite in the early days, and I was about half tipsy, and it's close to the end of the night. And I played Mob Deep Shook One Part Two, and then I cut in the Eminem freestyle from Eight Mile. Cause that's the beat they used, and then at the end, before he, before the beat drops out on his thing, I cut the beat out and I grabbed the microphone and I went, "Fuck a beat, I go acapella, fuck a papa doc, fuck a clock, fuck a trailer, <laughs> fuck everybody." And then I dropped Annie up from the tip top, the you know them horns, yeah. and people were just like, "Ah!" Sounds lit. And then like the next day, I wake up and there's like all this shit on Twitter, like, "Is it true that Roche fucking did the Eminem eight mile shit?" And da, da, da. I remember that. That would be lit. I'd like to see that. I did. Uh, yeah, I think the craziest all... things I ever did was I was on a stage one time that was round and it was elevated on like chain hoists. Oh, wow. And every time I scratched, the whole stage would like move. Ooh. I was like, like a freaking sw- out. I was like, like a swing feet set? Above the ground. Yeah, I'd be scratching and I'd scratch and the whole thing would go forward. I was like, oh my God. And I'd go backwards. I was losing it. This is all on vinyl too. Man, that was the scariest thing ever. I, I, DJ'd, thing I DJ'd a private party one time, and this lady had. I don't remember the name of the place. I DJ'd Something a studio, Silver a, Screen Studios. But I was here in Charlotte? Yeah. This oh. was a. Uh, I DJ'd this party in, at uh, Roaring Gap, and this lady had an elevated deck where the party was going to be, right? Okay. That, like, connected to her house. But since we were in the mountains, she built a rafter set up to the deck for the DJ booth. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That wasn't attached to the actual deck itself, Uh-oh. except by like zip tie or some shit. So I was like, went up on this this rafter thing and then and scaffolding yeah. and DJ. And she was like, "You think it was gonna be okay?" I was like, "Well, oh, we're here yeah. now. <laughs> like, Already up here. I've been in way worse situations. I think." That little duct tape. I think I played in downtown High Point to like ten thousand, twenty thousand people once. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I see some of these setups now from like some of these like frat college parties where they having these DJs come out. It's unreal what they set up these days. Oh yeah, they get nuts. They go down. What about you, Manny? Manny just did a sorority party. Did he? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, that was whatever. But the coolest one was uh, they uh, we went to Auburn. Uh, we got to open up for Hook and Sling. That was pretty wild. That sounds dope. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean. I mean, I surprisingly, it was like in a basement. Like we show up, it's like a massive like frat house, and. Like we don't know where to go. And all of a sudden, we go into like this basement, and it's 
actually pretty badass. They had like a good production like, yeah. setup and stuff. They really don't play out there when it comes to that stuff. So no, the universe. no, I mean, they, got, they, got, they got the money yeah, for they it. They got crazy budgets. They got to spend for it. We used to do raves. You want to hit them up for some t-shirts? yeah, no, we do. We used to do raves in Colorado that were like five thousand, eight thousand people, and like a bowling alley that was like like torn out or something. It'd be like these massive speakers. Real raves where you had to like. It was real underground type shit. Like, yeah. I, d- I DJed at uh, I DJed at VJ's sister and brother's garage in McCaddenville. Oh yeah, he was one day he called <laughs> me up. He was like, he's like, what are you doing tomorrow? I think it was like a Sunday or something or Saturday. I was like, I don't know. He goes, you want to DJ a party for me? I was like, where? And he was like, in my sister's gas station in McCaddenville. They have like a it's like a gas station, but then it's also like a garage for working on cars because that's what his brother in law does. Oh no, and I was like. You serious? He was like, "Yeah, man, man." He was like, "Yeah, we got the bounce houses coming. We got the the uh, at that time they were the Bob the Bobcats. We had the Bobcat, no, the Checker Girls coming. Mm. So they had oh, they God. had like the Checker Girls out there. They had like two or three bounce house setups, and they had all these people dressed up in like uh, mascot uniforms <laughs> <laughs> running around. And there's like a picture of me DJing wearing the giant Diego head. <laughs> 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 that was crazy. <laughs> I can't even remember anything that crazy. Though. Yeah, that was that My was that fried. was that was kind of nuts. I remember those things are way cooler than the bigger things. Oh, the little small private yeah. events. Yeah. And I DJed from a golf cart before. I can't Sounds expound weird. on that really, but. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was in the cool. mountains in North Carolina one time, and it was like a marine type thing, and I had to DJ from a cell phone. And it ended up becoming like this weird dance-off contest. Between Marines? Yeah, a bunch of Marines and a bunch of like some civilians. It came in like a dance-off contest. Were they breakdancing? I don't know. They were just getting crazy. And Marines are crazy. No. By the time it was it. done, every one of them had their dick out. Whoa! <laughs> dancing around. What kind of party? <laughs> and then they took a picture at the end and he didn't know until he zoomed in on the picture. Did everybody's dick was out? Happy. And they're just standing like with what, their dick sticking their out. Dicks the, out? Yeah, their dick sticking out of the zipper. You didn't even know it until you like, <laughs> looked at the picture. I was put it on online. I was like, whoa, yeah, wait, yeah, is that? That's what hilarious. What the fuck? That's a man's dick. <laughs> and these dudes. That's, and a, this mar- is that's when, a marine dick. What's that shit? I'm so fancy came out or whatever. Was mm-hmm. that that time period? And they period? were dick swinging out. And these dudes, you think they like want to Danced a corn or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. They knew all the words like Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande. Well, imagine all the stuff if, like, every day, if every day of your life, but if every day of your life is killing and fighting, of course oh, yeah. you listen to happy stuff. They, yeah, some of them were Marsoc Marines, which is like Marine Special Forces. So those guys, those guys were crazy. Yeah, and then they, <laughs> they listened to Taylor hard. Swift. And they listened to Taylor Swift. And they're like they knew all nice the words to meet to, you where you been. <laughs> got to have that balance. Yeah, like I said, they knew all the words. And then like, you were like, you listen to this, and like, yeah, you got a fucking problem with dog. <laughs> What's that line? Like, I'm in the murder business or something. That's they Iggy. all sing that shit. That's like, Iggy. Whatever. They all in sing the that. Like business. top of their lungs said that shit. I was like, what the fuck? They are in the murder business. This is crazy. Should played Red Ops. It was on the top. Of, <laughs> yeah, like I said, it was the top of the mountains in the middle of freaking nowhere. That's the craziest thing I've ever saw or wow. dealt with, DJ. So, printing T-shirts. <laughs> you ever, uh, anybody ever whipped their dick out? No, so, what's no. the smallest dick you run of T-shirts you can do? What's the lowest run of T-shirts you can do? Because uh, I, I know mean, people are going to ask. Now we start off with like uh, 24 pieces it's with anything bad. for one or two colors. And it's just in one location. Then it kind of goes up by 12 every color you add to it, basically. Right. Uh, but... I would like to get into that DTG, DTG stuff. So, I mean, there's another aspect of what Made to Make It is. So, 
my that same Rocky, um, basically my mentor and uncle that I said, and his his sons, us together, we started up what's called Campus Creations. Uh huh. So that brings me back to you know press box there press box is the number one collegiate apparel provider in the united states well with that connection we were able to essentially mimic the same designs that they're doing for all of these colleges and do them for the high school middle school elementary school level because there's no licensing agreements for so instead of going to a school and saying you know have some students come up with some artwork for you or just slap your logo on something we kind of revitalized it and bring a catalog to them yeah, and have them, they can look at the designs and they can choose from certain designs. And a lot of it in the beginning was all geared towards women mm-hmm. because Boobies. at the end of the day, well, not, <laughs> not just that, but the women are the ones that control the checkbook. Yeah. They're, they're the ones that spend the money. Um, you know, as guys, we're not going to so go out So what you're saying is you year. plan to profit off the hard work and sweat and tears and efforts of these young high school athletes. No, it's their parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They need gear. Um, Have you ever seen how fly some of these high schools are with their athletic promotions now? Oh yeah, man. They have to get kind of. They get like they like highlight reels and shit. Yeah, I know the man. And some some high schools, the fans like when I was in uh, high school, North Neck had some wild fans. Like they would, they would like if every time someone dunked, the entire student section would just fall down. They would just fall back and fall down. And um, they would just do it's all cool. have these wild. So that went to a predominantly like white school. Wasn't nobody dunking. Me too. Uh, <laughs> we getting dunked on. <laughs> East Chapel Hill would come in and just wreck us. I only went to the games for the cheerleaders. I had zero interest in anything. I played golf. Right, looking back, I probably should have took that up. Yeah. But I pulled the cheerleader. Someone's got to do it during the game. Someone's got to take care of them. <laughs> See, that's not musical because those aren't lyrics and that doesn't make no sense. What y'all think about beatboxing? Shout out to Derek. <laughs> Man, Derek is such a piece of shit. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Who is that guy? Let me, let me ask you a question. Have you, no matter how drunk you've gotten, drunk or wasted the night before, did you always show up at work the next day? Not always. No. Not always? No. You're a piece of shit, too. I'd have to work at home. I was allowed to call off. It was like... Really nice weather, but I was not allowed to call out for the brown bottle. It's not necessarily just not showing up. It's more like I'll just have to work real late. Derek needs a vacation though. He needs a he needs a, what per, what they call it what what they call it these days. What does Courtney say? Mental health. They need yeah he's, mental health. Yeah, you gotta have a balance of mental health. That's soft. Yeah, my my family didn't allow mental health one day. I remember one time I told my dad I was like, man, I just need to take some time off to find myself. He goes, well, I'm gonna help you find yourself real fast. Takes out the bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm> like <laughs> best yeah, thing to do is I'm gonna help you find yourself real fast. Uh, I ain't giving you no more money. You found yourself yet? <laughs> you cut off. The best thing to do is just not get wrecked on a work night. <laughs> you do better that way. It's, it's hard to the get beat. wrecked at work. Yeah, this guy hard. over here too. Yeah. Not me. Shit. Shit. Like I said, I remember watching your mouse move around one time thinking that what was, was it? What was it like for a bar bag happened. having to take a shit during business hours? That's not that bad. Okay, because for, for the DJs, we sweat bullets. I guess it depends on where you're at, though, because you guys are always in different venues. Yeah. Like You kind of knew you knew the lay of the yeah, land. Yeah, I knew where I, we had a little executive bathroom, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know where Our song would design a nightclub with, like, a toilet, like, right behind the I've DJ always, booth. I've always Just, like, your own private... Yeah. People are like, well, what would you do different if you know, I was like, put a, a bathroom right behind a DJ booth? Yeah. That's not a bad idea, actually. Mm-hmm. It's not like you just I've take never off had to. Well, like, I've li- gotten like, home and had to rush to the bathroom. Like, Liv has, like, its big DJ booth, and then, like, there's, like, a room right behind it. 
you know, it's like a green room almost, but they all, when it's not a big artist in town, they use it as like a super secret VIP and it has a bathroom inside of it. Oh, okay. You slide in there. Mm-hmm. But you got to be somebody to get in there. Have you I'll, played there? Uh, no, but I was only able to get in there because I knew the DJs. Oh, okay. okay. I have no desire to ever play there. I, I really like have no desire to play any of the major spots. I want to do shit like, like some rich Indian pay me to DJ his sister's gas station. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that garage, yeah, the garage. garage. Like, that's, that's a Diego hat. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. Like fuck all that, fuck all that like cool, cool clout shit. I'm I'm trying to do like shit motherfuckers don't know about. Like that that. cool clout yeah. shit's a breeze. You just yeah. throw your hands up. Yeah, I like doing like, I like doing stuff hands. that I can't come talk about on the podcast. What's something that differentiates DJs like? Dick size make you. you know. <laughs> That's it. Showing up to work or not? Yeah. No, well, I'm saying everybody's kind of got their own styles, you know, and, and the I way think, they kind I of think, flow with the crowd. I think the ones that are able to take the ri- the risk takers, yeah, do something I mean? that's out of the norm. Yeah, you just gotta, you know, you just you all basically gonna do the same thing, but it's the ones that know how to freak that shit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, just how you put it together. Yeah, like you know, you have DJs that are sitting there. You know, they like can't switch it over and do their little call like sign or something like you that. You know, like uh, yep. like K Jewelers sell diamond rings mm-hmm. and they wrap it a certain way, and Tiffany sell diamond rings and they wrap it a certain way. All the diamonds is coming from Africa. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just, but when you walk into them big steel doors and they lay the fucking velvet thing out and they place it out there and then they put it in the blue box and wrap it all up, it's like, the diamond came from. Africa is just how they package it. Like all this shit, like music's playing the same. It's just how you package it. Yeah, that's true. Well, some of them cut them too. Yeah. Yeah. Do certain things. And that's basically what all it is with anything. That's how you be successful. A monkey can DJ. For real. And make coffee. For real. Yeah, make coffee. $35 cup coffee. I've seen DJs that are tone deaf. You know, I think you could honestly take I've Radical seen, Grove and turn y'all into like a whole cartoon. I've seen DJ. I've seen. I've <laughs> seen. I've seen DJs that believe in dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a DJ one time. I would love to turn it into Radical Grove, like a cartoon. I just got to find somebody that does cartoons. Yeah, yeah. actually, that's originally what we talked about a long Dude, time when ago. We started this. We talked po- hand puppets. We at wanted. One point. To, we wanted to start the podcast right, and me and him would be hid and be hand puppets. <laughs> I found a hand puppet. It was it would be it would be you talking to us as hand puppets. That actually isn't that bad of an idea. I know, right? Like I would be like I would have one that also had a set of nunchucks, so I could take him and start swinging him like like you know like you would say something and I think it was born and I would be like you know why are you talking about this bullshit? Fucking imagine a little hand mild. Imagine a little hand puppet like swinging some nunchucks. He would have one with like the long beard and have all the characters that come in. Yeah, but imagine like and we wouldn't tell anybody. So when you come in for the episode it would, it would be like what and then, and then it'd probably be like sit down Nick <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about some shit <laughs> we just don't have the cameras for it yet we still got it we yeah. still yeah we got mm-hmm. a camera now we should do that one time so <laughs> somebody's super somebody serious said, we'll bring Kim in again and I'll be like hey bitch <laughs> <laughs> Manny, Manny's ass. potato can just be a pup a pota- I mean Manny's puppet will be a potato since he's a potato poppy a talking potato <laughs> A potato with a sombrero on yeah, it. Yeah, a sombrero, a potato with a sombrero, and Forrest would have the one with like the, the hunter's cap with the long ass beard, looking like Duck Dynasty. Yeah. 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 And mine would just be like a fucking like psychopath looking thing with a pair of nutjacks, constantly swinging. Yeah, <laughs> every time he gets. Uh, imagine, really you know, talk about like that. imagine like when it's not when I'm not talking, the nunchucks are just flopping. But then when I get to moving them, the fucking nunchucks bouncing around. <laughs> 
That's entertainment, man. What's crazy uh, is that this yeah. part right here of this episode is going to get the most hits out of, out of everything. Yeah. All the knowledge that he spewed about making t-shirts and shit, people be like, yeah. They're going to be like, yo, there's more puppets with the fucking gun It's true. Where's the puppets? We got to find a cartoon maker, though. I got a lot of ideas for a cartoon. Animator. Yeah. Do you know any animators? No, but I need to find one myself, too, because I've thought about that. I like how like Theo Vaughn and some of them comedians are doing it with their bits. Yeah, that that's the it, best part. It like makes it much more entertaining. The little, the, the, little, the little minis. Yeah. I mean, we could even get old school South Park where we can do it ourselves. Mm, like, you could just be a you square. <laughs> you could just be a square, a moving square. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like a Minecraft a square actually a square with some eyes on it and you just is his name Darren that dude that opened up uh, Black Sheep with that other guy is a claymation animator I have that on vinyl (laughs) (laughs) oh actually that's all the square that's all the square would say (laughs) I have that on vinyl I did that the other day to Gary, not to Gary, the Glory. I can't believe what it's called. Derek, Derek, Derek would be a triangle and he would just be like, yeah, word, word. What's he say all the time? Oh, yeah. Did you notice that, though, when Glory sent that music? I was like, this is badass. I have it on vinyl. Yeah, I have it on vinyl. We're going to get, we got to get four some shirts that say, I have that on vinyl. That's actually not I bad, have yeah. that on vinyl. I want one that says, what you want me to do one that says hated it? Yeah, just hated it. (laughs) But I wanted to get the Pee Wee Herman picture of him. You know, he has the the secret word of the day. Yeah. But it is say hated it. (laughs) And Pee Wee Herman. I want another one that just says. I'm so creative. That's actually I'm a genius. I'm probably like one of the smartest people on earth. (laughs) (laughs) Easily in the top ten. But this bitch doesn't know about Pangea. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Doesn't even believe in dinosaurs. Pan- I know about Pangea before the continent split. All right, I'm smart right. enough to know that ain't no fucking way dinosaurs is reproducing. Come on, dog. Look at that big ass thing. You know how big a dick would have to be on a dinosaur to get around them big ass tails? How do you cry crocodiles fuck? Because they shift the tail over and they get in there. I mean, we talking about a brontosaurus tail, so that means you gotta have a brontosaurus dick that motherfucker three stories long coming around. Probably is. So what's with all these like? Yo, let's Google br- dinosaur eggs. Let, let, let me get me. That's, that's easy, what man. Do you think they just man, like they, they they wrote Curious George? They can write about. Hold dinosaurs. up. How long do you think humans have been on this planet? Punch up, no brontosaurus dick. No, no, I'm not doing I don't that. want that on a search engine. <laughs> man, get Taylor back in here. Tayflow. <laughs> Tayflow. We didn't. Just this, this the name of this place is uh. Hoga, Hoga, <laughs> Listen, Jared's gonna kill you. Listen, what's the name of it? Where's Where's the name? Hoga, Hoga, Hi, no, Hoga is is Hoga. Spell H Y G G E. Hoga, kind of like Charday. <laughs> <laughs> it's Danish though. Man, let's wrap Huga. this shit the fuck up. Cool, I gotta pee. So do I. Like for twenty minutes. <laughs> so Tyrannosaurus. You you Nick, 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 oh, what do you gotta say? Uh, Forty foot long Tyrannosaurus Rex. May have had a ten inch penis or twelve foot, but it's long. all flesh. Twelve foot, <laughs> good the god! They foot. don't, they don't know because it's all flesh and it's gone away. It's not like a bone that sticks out. Could have been. Nah, they making all that shit up too. They lying, man. Dinosaurs are fucking cartoons, dog. They fucking. They... Do y'all believe in lizard people? Okay. It's <laughs> definitely like an alternate reality. Or something look, 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 look. See, he knows. There's scientists that have done studies. About yeah, they're called sleaze <laughs> Now they're called the, the, the fucking the, the, the elitists is what they're called. Yeah, they're probably out there with numbchucks. Yeah, we'll lizard bloodlines, man. It's fucking. Don't shit. tell me you believe in like Jew, Jewish lasers and stuff like that. Jewish lasers. 
Some Marjorie Taylor Greene type shit. Space is no, but so I, ha- I have out. read a very fucked up thing or, or listened to it on book called The Prodigals of Zion, which is about like all this crazy shit about bloodlines and how they twist and turn it and narratives and all this stuff. But it, it's it's you can't talk about that because some people just can't. Their brain can't even process it. The last time I even brought it up, someone was fucking calling me a Jewish hater. <laughs> people can't even, people can't even process that. I definitely think. I mean, space is so big. You don't think there's another type of species i bet there's lizard people we might be bugs they yeah. might be like bugs that look like people we don't even know dude, i hope we do not find about alien and, life forms. And, the, and the beauty <laughs> of, yeah we don't we've seen like, enough movies the, that we should the beauty of <laughs> all like that. this is what people are like when people talk to me oh Dwayne, conspiracies are dangerous true at the end of the day you don't know either true mm-hmm. true nobody fucking does no. you know what i'm saying at the end of the day we're all gonna die yeah, yeah. <laughs> so why not it's all fucking fun and games uh-huh. but like you know, like when, but, like, like when somebody's like, uh, well, there's no way COVID was created in a lab. How not? They'll never know. Actually, I think they'll, they think that it was now. Yeah, they're, 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 they'll, they'll never know. Nobody will ever really know. I mean, these motherfuckers are playing chess, dog. Like, but some people have died because of conspiracy theories. Like that dude that went in the, in the pizza place and shot up the place because he thought... That guy like, was going to die anyways. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, but what if somebody did that to your kid and just thought like... You were leader but of the conspiracy what theory if, and walked in and shot your kid. What if they really was up in there and they, you know, a little dust under the rug? Might have been kids in the Wayfair packages. Nobody's ever going to know. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> they'll, they'll never know. I'm going to let out the largest sigh. <laughs> when it comes to all that shit, you ne- no, we'll never know. It's just here to fucking comic book. It's, it's here to enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I try not to concern myself with things I can't control anyway. So. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. I'm chilling. I'm, yeah. I'm getting there. <laughs> getting there to just chilling? Yeah, you got it, man. I'm fuck getting there. Fuck all that crazy motherfuckers, man. Hang on, man. We got the illest podcast on the planet. That's a dope setup you got. This ain't yeah. ours. Shout out to Garrett and Huga. Uga, 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 Booga. Even. Don't turn me off. <laughs> I'm turning you off. <laughs> <laughs>